First, Merry Christmas. <clears throat> we uh, continue our Christmas celebrations, of course. Yesterday we celebrated uh, uh, St. John the, uh, John the Apostle. I know of great uh, regard to your community, uh, how wonderful that is. The, the Apostle of Light who, who uh, helps us to reflect on that, um, the fact that Jesus is the eternal word made man and uh, we've received grace and place of grace this year, of course. Uh, St. Stephen, his feast day being suppressed because it fell on Sunday, uh, and we celebrated Holy Family instead. But uh, there's, and today with the Holy Innocence, there's something wonderful that happens if we take, take a moment to reflect on it, and perhaps you're aware of this too, but we celebrate with St. Stephen, a martyr in word and uh, in will, or in deed and in will. Uh, yesterday, a martyr in will, but not in deed, and today, a, matter, a martyr, martyr's in deed, and not in will. They were too young to, to will anything. They, and of course, this is uh, before Je- way before Jesus began his public ministry. But Jesus, of course, having been born and, and such. Sometimes, at least uh, in my imagination, I have to remind myself uh, that we're not talking about thousands of children being slaughtered. Even, even 10 is too many. Uh, but it's not thousands, and yet how they stand as a reminder that uh, people die for Jesus Christ, and some in, by, by their will, and some by, by their, the deeds, by somebody else actually putting them to death. You know, but all of us are called to follow and to give our lives to Jesus Christ. You know, these holy innocents, again, the reason we say maybe 10, 20, 30, uh, Bethlehem was a pretty small town, and uh, this is... Um, if you read it in, in context, you get the sense that this wasn't immediately, the, the Magi didn't come immediately the night of the uh, nativity. Um, so it may have been sometime later, and that's, that's why Herod uh, slaughters everyone under two, because they just simply don't know how old this child is uh, for sure. Yet all the same, something wonderful happens. We have Joseph being told in a dream and where do we hear Joseph the dreamer, of course? So we should be thinking Egypt already, and we should be thinking uh, uh, all of, of all, all of those things. Joseph's told in the dream that Herod is going to destroy this child, so to get out of Bethlehem. And they go to the natural place, Egypt, way out of the realm of Herod, where Herod the Great has no charge at all. He has, he has nothing, and he wouldn't have had a whole lot of, to do with Galilee itself, but uh, I think Joseph, to be safe, took him to Egypt so that, like the Israelites in the book of Exodus, God calls his son out of Egypt. The irony is, of course, in Egypt, uh, in the Old Testament, the children were slaughtered in Egypt, and they escaped Egypt to avoid being the, well, the continued slaughter, the continued slavery. But here it's the slaughter that drives them to Egypt. Maybe Egypt learned, learned its lesson. Not really, but, but it was safer. And I, I have to admit, you know, even, even if it's 10, or even if it's one, the slaughter, that's too many, right? Too many slaughtered, and we, we might take some, some uh, uh, um, 
I forget the emotion, but uh, we, might, we might say, well, you know, why, you know, this is terrible, this is awful. And a lot of people in our culture would say the same thing. It's awful, it's terrible. It's, you know, that, that Herod would slaughter somebody that, or slaughter unknown uh, innocence just simply because he was threatened, his rule was threatened, and keep coming back to the point that, well, not us, but many in our culture do the same thing for much less. The only difference is the one they slay are unborn. It's not on the other side of the womb, this side, but uh, uh, the unborn. And time and again, we've see, we see this happen, that, that uh, the evil would destroy the innocent. And it doesn't ultimately come to mind that they don't even think what they're doing. They're, they're just protecting their way of life. And the innocent, however, always sacrifice themselves. In the, in the end, that's what is coming. And I think there's a beauty here for us to reflect on during the Christmas season. Do we use other people? Do we seek to put other people to, maybe not literally to death for, for most of us, uh, after all, we're here at church and at Mass and we're, we're, we're seeking the Lord, right? But do we use people for our own ends? Do we use people for... Uh, in ways that are sinful. Well, we don't put them to death, but we work them to death. Or we ignore their needs, their, their wants, their desires, their humanity. Or do we sacrifice for them? Do we sacrifice for others? This Feast of the Holy Innocents reminds us that each of us are to sacrifice. Herod offered a sacrifice of the Holy Innocents. Somebody else suffered for his greed and desire. In abortion, the unborn child suffers, is sacrificed for much, much less than protecting a kingdom, protecting a simple way of life, as twisted as that might be. Or then there's us. Do we sacrifice? Do we sacrifice to the Lord Jesus this day, giving our hearts again the Holy Innocents had no choice in the matter. They were simply too young, caught victims of circumstance, perhaps. But like St. John or St. Stephen or tomorrow with St. Thomas Beckett, we have the choice. Do we and will give ourselves, sacrifice ourselves to Christ?